Hello there, this is Calvin, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You've accessed the Do You Know show, and we're bringing you bits of knowledge and information you might not have heard from people you might not know. One thing I must let you know, though, is that the views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this show and others, please log on to KUCI.org. Okay, I'm real, 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 I guess about four or five reels or even more excited about this show because we have a young lady named Kenya Edwards, also known as Red Angel, and she's going to be talking with us on this day at this time. Kenya, how you doing? I am wonderful. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing well. (laughs) What I'm going to do first is just give a, a short description of this show which okay. is, in turn, a short description of you. I mean, really short. And okay. you've heard it before, but we're going to let the audience uh, hear it, those who are not aware of it. And what it okay. says is that the Do You Know show, Wednesday, May 4th, oh, not <laughs> June 4th, <laughs> 2014, 5 p.m. to 5.30 p.m., presents Kenya Edwards, a.k.a. Red Angel. Hear how a hardship allowed Kenya an opportunity to find and become dedicated to her life's purpose. Now, I'm not going to get right to the hardship, but first of all, I'd just like to give the audience and myself an idea of who you are. And we can do that by starting off with what was the most significant thing that happened to you between the age of birth (laughs) <laughs> and 21 years of age. What was the most significant thing you can remember happening wow. in your life? Oh, my gosh. The most significant thing? Um, well, it, it can be considered a, a good or a bad thing. Uh-huh. Um, of course, you know, I'm Kenya Edwards, okay. um, Red Angel, as some people know me. Um, when I was probably about 15, 16 years old, um, I used to barrel race. My father owned a stable, and a horse actually fell on me and crushed both my knees. Oh, my God. Um, so, but what that did was um, they told me, you know, things like you'll never be able to walk the same again. And mind you, I was, like, in middle school at the time, and mm-hmm. that's a critical moment. You know, you get teased a lot and all of those things. But right. um, I was determined at that point in time that I wanted to somehow be involved in fashion and entertainment because mm-hmm. I wanted to walk the red carpets, as cliche <laughs> as that may sound. Yeah. Um, but it did, uh, it did kind of motivate me or push me towards some of the things that I do now. So I was determined to get up and walk. <laughs> wow. That is, that is so amazing. And that's exactly what I was looking for <laughs> because I think it's so important for our audience to, to, to hear things of that nature, because no matter what happens to you, you can always, always get back up and overcome whatever that was. And Absolutely. you definitely have done that. And then it attributes to the things that happen later on in life, the struggles that you, you know, you're faced with, you're able to uh, overcome them as well because of your, your training <laughs> with yeah, the two right. knees. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in terms of uh, in terms of the red carpet, what are you doing, or what have you done in that regard? Have you modeled before, or what? Actually, yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I started modeling when I was about sixteen, seventeen years old. Okay. Um, based on the fact that around that same time, that's when I decided that was something I wanted to get involved in. Uh-huh. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, and at the time, my mother took me to a talent agency in Towson, Maryland. 
And they loved the look and all of those things. And unfortunately, I was not tall enough. Oh, okay. And I think because of that, I was even more determined. Okay, I'm going to do this. There's going to be some kind of way. I'm going to find a way, but I'm going to do this. This one person told me no, but that's not everyone. And I learned that at a very, very young age. Mm -hmm. And so um, at that point, I started finding other opportunities to... Um, get involved with being on stage, you know, from um, talent shows, of mm-hmm. course. And then as time progressed, I would do print ads. I would do um, some local runway shows. Mm-hmm. And I guess you could say I got started and I got involved later on in life. Fortunately, I did not look my age. When I was 20, a lot of people thought I was like 16. Okay. So I was able to kind of dive into it then and um i did a lot of local shows and then i began hosting fashion events and then i began producing fashion events in baltimore maryland dc and virginia Mm -hmm. and then you kind of fast forward a couple of more years i moved to new york and started working for a fashion house so that i could actually learn the business of fashion Mm -hmm. and i think that's when i decided i wanted to own my own and be an entrepreneur um because although although you can you can walk the runway, you can pose for the camera, mm-hmm. I wanted to know the business side oh of it God. so that I could always be aware of what was going on around me at all times. Mm-hmm. So I was there, and I did some things there. I was there for about two years. A lot of fun, very fast-paced. Um, I did attend, you know, the uh, Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week shows. You know, I was able to sit, not front row, maybe about six row <laughs> back. <laughs> but um, I was able to kind of just take it all in. Mm-hmm. And then you fast forward a, a couple more years from there, I moved to Atlanta. And um, I started to kind of, actually when I moved to Atlanta, I got more into real estate. I kind of oh, really? went away from, I think, my life's purpose or the things that I, I wanted to do or you know, I just, I kind of gave up a little bit, which okay. you do sometimes. Yeah, for sure. I got sure. a little discouraged. Right. And um, so I was like, okay, well, I'll get involved in real estate. And um, got involved in real estate, and then, of course, the housing market crashed. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me ask you something. Now, when you, when you first started getting involved uh, outside of modeling itself, mm-hmm. um, and, and you were involved in hosting shows and that kind of thing, how old were you then? When I, I've been doing this, since the time I was probably about 22. Okay, 22. Uh, yeah, 22. That's over 20 years. A lot of people don't know it, but I'm going to say it on the show because they, they don't realize mm-hmm. how old I am. I'm 42 years old. Yeah, and I know you don't look it because you didn't look and that you know old <laughs> when you were 16 or whatever the case might be. You probably look like a little yeah, bit so girl. I, okay. I've been doing it for over mm-hmm. 20 years, okay. and that's kind of how I, I, I kept the stage name. Okay. Angel. Okay. Now, when you you say you were about twenty two when you first started, and mm-hmm. that was in Maryland, and then mm-hmm. you moved to New York. Where? How were you in New York? Uh, when I moved to New York, I was twenty nine years old. Oh my God! Now you know, um, I've I've been in a few states, and uh, I mean, you know, acclimated myself to those states because I had to stay there for a minute. And I sincerely believe if you can do it in New York, you can do it anywhere in the world. Because that's, I mean, that's the fastest town I've been in my life. And and you have to keep the pace or you're going to you're going to definitely fall. You'll fall down. So it it was it was an experience. I went on my own. Um, No, no family, uh no, uh, 
no no boyfriend. Of course, my boyfriend's family was there. My boyfriend at the time, his mm-hmm. family was not my husband, but his family was there. Okay. But, you know, I had to get an apartment. I didn't mm-hmm. have a TV. Oh, my goodness. But what I did, because I didn't have a TV, that's when I started writing screenplays, because I didn't have a show to watch. Uh-huh. So I started writing my own stuff. Kenya, this is this is so amazing. One one thing that I, I I have to say is that my niece just graduated and she's going into the fashion industry. I mean, I don't know exactly what it is she wants to do, but the things that you're you're telling me now, I hope she's listening. And if she's not listening, I want to ask you a question on the air. Would it be possible mm-hmm. for her to maybe talk with you about some oh. things? Absolutely. Great, great, I great, love, great. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't hold any secrets. <laughs> okay, I don't, that's wonderful. I, I love to teach. So. Okay, great. And so, and, and now you're a teacher as well. So you're, you're a model, uh, you're a fashion, you know, you do all the fashion stuff, runways and, 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 and shows and all that stuff. And then you're doing another thing right now as we speak. And I'd like to touch on that as well. But the first thing that I want to do is I, uh, I talked to our mutual friend, Lisa, and she oh, said, Calvin, <laughs> whatever you do, mention VH1 Project. Oh, so tell wow. me and the yes. audience what that is, because it must be important. <laughs> it's important to Lisa anyway. I want to hear it. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm the vice president of Amped for a Cure, which is a nonprofit located here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. And we use the universal language of music to spread our message in regards to early detection, prevention, um, and research. Okay. And when I, Lisa, we communicated uh, through a mutual friend, they introduced us and we started talking and, you know, I, I fell in love with her energy and she fell in love with mine mm-hmm. and um, we each were on a path of, of finding our life's purpose, being positive and all of those things. And okay. she enjoyed the um, She loved the organization. The next thing I knew, I'm getting a phone call from her saying, okay, I've got Music Soul Child. I have um, um, uh, the uh, the celebrities from Mary in the Game and a whole slew of other celebrities Mm -hmm. who are doing their own personal videos saying, I'm amped. I'm what now? I'm, I'm amped. Okay. You no, know, I'm I'm amped. I'm I'm supporting this. Okay. And I'm, I'm like I'm what you did what you got who what? <laughs> and then she goes yes. And VH1, they're gonna put it on their website, and um, they're gonna film some of it. You know, there's an event, and before I knew it, I went from you know wanting. Of course, you want your the organization and you want your life's purpose to mm-hmm. be known nationally. Right. But within a seven day period of meeting Lisa, mm-hmm. it was. Okay. I was dealing with VH1, and okay. I, you know, it was, it opened my eyes to what the organization could be, and it made me feel good because one, I touched her, and in turn, I had all these people who didn't even know me, mm-hmm. but they all had been affected in some way by this horrible disease, and, mm-hmm. and they got behind our mission and they supported us, and it was in all types of online magazines and everything else. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's VH1, and, and, okay. and that's the power of Lisa, and that's the power of VH1. <laughs> wow, that is so, so amazing. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I just need to, to, to share with you that, that uh, I'm, still, I'm, I'm still doing chemotherapy as we speak. You know, I got one more treatment next week. And um, it, it, when you, you know, when you hear about it or, or you, you uh, uh, 
see someone with it, it's is one thing. But when you experience it yourself mm-hmm. or a loved one that you're very close to experiences mm-hmm. it, it puts your whole life in a new perspective. And it's just so right. amazing that 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 you have come to a place where a lot of things that you are doing are uh, um, related, directly related to the to the life you've led thus far you know so everything is coming together for you and it's no telling how far you're going to go with this i mean because you wanted very young you wanted to get into the entertainment industry little did you know that you would be on vh1 like less than 20 or 30 years I, later yeah, you yeah, know what totally. i mean and doing <laughs> and doing it for the reason that you're doing it for right. you know and and uh it's just I, I mean this is just so wonderful and this is the kind of thing that i really want to focus on on this show is having people that that we might not know give us some information that we definitely need to hear because no one I I know nothing about VH1 Kenya I know nothing about <laughs> it. but now I do know the, the the strength that it has not just in terms of entertainment but in terms of helping people who are trying to help others which is what you're doing and probably been doing all your life and are going to continue to do something that I want to ask you is that you talked about um you you really don't have a a, a a true grip on why you left one industry to go into real estate. Now, what did you do, or are you still in real estate, or what's going on with that? Well, I am not. Um, okay. I, I got involved in, in real estate, I think, you know, when my uh, when my husband and I, we moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We, you know, you have this vision and you have these themes, and when you're, a lot of individuals tell you you need to be at a, a certain place in your life at a, at, at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, don't they tell you that? <laughs> and yes, and I fell into that, and, and I guess I was into the, um, uh, you're looking at all of these pipe dreams, and when you have individuals close to you who are telling you, you know, maybe you should give it up, mm, or, mm. you know, maybe, you know, you need to stop, you need to stop dreaming, you need to stop doing these things, and, you know, I kind of, I guess what you called got real with life. And um, so I, I did the real estate and did well. Okay. You know, I did very well, but um, again, it crashed. And and then mm-hmm. that's when um, my husband got really, really sick. His, okay. his cancer came back, mm-hmm. and then that's when everything kind of fell apart. Okay. Or everything fell apart all at once. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so, um, when did when was your when was your husband uh, diagnosed with cancer? Originally, he mm-hmm. was diagnosed. Uh, in 2001, actually, he found out like a week before 9-11, mm-hmm. and um, he was told, I didn't know him then. Okay, um, we met, okay. We met a year after that, okay. but okay. he was told that he only had six months to live yeah. at that time. Wow. And so um, this was with John Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Um, they had all of these surgeons and everything because he had a rare form of stomach cancer, Okay. and they finally found a surgeon surgeon to do the surgery and um they took out a lot of what he needed to to live and to digest okay. his foods and everything to make him comfortable until his passing mm-hmm. well his father you know decided um you're not going to die here in a hospital took him home to new york mm-hmm. and um he began to get his strength back but he knew he was on a clock right and so he decided okay i'm going to do all of the things that i want to do before i die mm-hmm and one of the things that he wanted to do was to be an actor. So oh, when goodness. we actually met was on the set of HBO's The Wire. I was oh. actually on the first three seasons of HBO's The Wire. Wait a minute, you say and you were on? 
HBO's The Wire. The Wire, right. And um, that's where we met. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were coupled up for uh, quite a few scenes, and and we started talking, and we hit it off just as friends, you know, mostly. Mm -hmm. And um, one day he decided to tell me that, uh, actually I was trying to feed him. We were like on break, and I'm like, why isn't this dude eating? He's going to pass out or something. Uh And I'm like, you need to eat something. So finally, I guess I got on his nerves so bad. And he goes, I can't eat. Um, I have cancer. Mm. And I looked at him. And my mm. first response was, you don't have to tell me that to go out on a date. I'll go out on a date. <laughs> it ain't anyway. that serious. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he was, he was, he was, ser- he was serious. Mm. And mm. so we, you know, at that time, we didn't plan any type of future. We just enjoyed each day. Oh, my goodness. And um, six months passed. And we were like, okay, we're not getting married. We're not having kids. We're not doing any mm-hmm. of these things. Let's just follow our dreams. And, you know, we were, you know, going on auditions, and I was just showing him the different things involving entertainment. He'd always wanted to walk the runway. So I put him on the runway in a show that I was producing just so he could experience it. Um, his whole family came, and, and you know, they, they got to see it because, you know, he had this clock. Right, exactly. working off of. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, time passed. And although the tumor was there, it wasn't getting any bigger. Moved to Atlanta, got married. Um, we had our first child together. And um, so I was focusing on the family life. And he was a police officer there. And then one day he got really sick. And we started going back to the doctors. And he started having seizures. And mm-hmm. a couple of times I caught him in my arms while we were out in public mm. because he was having a seizure. Mm-hmm. And we were actually on the set of a music video the second time he did it. And um, one of my uh, my um, stylists at the time uh, saw him pass out in my arms. So I finally get my husband up and get him into the car. And my stylist, he goes over into the corner. And he starts throwing up because he couldn't believe what he saw. Exactly. So I had to go get him and put him in the car. Oh, so I'm sitting goodness. there with these two sick guys. Um, <laughs> like, okay, what do I do now? But... Mm-hmm. Um, so we started to go see the doctor, and they, they told us that it's a possibility that the cancer has spread to the liver, the pancreas, mm-hmm. and the brain. Um, he had to stop working, and at that point, um, it was just a, they were trying to tell me or prepare me and tell me I had to gather the family. You know, I had to let them know. Right. Um, he went in for a series of tests and everything, and it was just, it was a very tough time because the oh, income was gone, mm. um, and we literally, you know, I was fighting, trying to get uh, Social Security for him, and they kept denying me, right. and so there was no income. A couple of times, we literally had uh, Girl Scouts bring us food, you know, from mm-hmm. the church, because mm-hmm. we just, we didn't have it. We, oh, my There goodness. was no way, yeah. and um, so we... Um, we were going through that for quite some time. We were down and out. And at the time I had started, I wrote a online soap opera mm-hmm. on TV you are seeing mm-hmm. called Legacy Hill. Mm-hmm. And it got picked up, and it, it had 13 million viewers worldwide. And while we were, like, in the process of filming, we were using our house as mm-hmm. one of the backdrops, and okay. the electricity went out. And we had extension cords running from our neighbor's house. They allowed us to do it. <laughs> right. I did Ain't not feel electricity. Ain't that something? Um, yeah. To finish it. Mm-hmm. And so we finished it out. And um, right after that, 
um, is kind of when, you know, financially things just, we, we couldn't, we really couldn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Just, we lost everything except for the house. And and and, and so. your strong will and faith. Yes. Yeah. Very, very true, very yeah, true. Yeah. So, so when did things get better? And, and, and how are things now? Let's talk about that. How are things now? Um, well, right now, things are great. Um, okay. You know, right now we live in Charlotte and mm-hmm. we live in Atlanta. Okay. Um, and um, we're back and forth. I'm back and forth. Mm-hmm. I, I spend a lot of my time here in Charlotte. Okay. One, because this is where the nonprofit is, lo- is mm-hmm. headquartered and mm-hmm. located. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm, I'm doing, I'm kind of paving the way here that I did in Atlanta with okay. the things that I do, uh, mm-hmm. which would be the fashion and the acting um, mm-hmm. and the writing screenplays and, and things like that. But um, I guess things started to finally get better, believe it or not. And a lot of people wouldn't know this because we were doing so much. Mm-hmm. But things started getting better probably about three years ago. Okay. Um, and I they started getting better when I started to work for, or I vol- I was volunteering for Amp for a Care. Um, I just volunteered my time mm-hmm. and my, my services, you know, for a good cause. And uh, I've been with the organization ever since, from wow. a volunteer to director of their marketing to the vice president. Oh, my goodness. You know, this and is so... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. This is this is just, just so wonderful. It's a whole lot more than I expected. Um, I, I, I'm just so happy to be able to converse with you and for others to hear our conversation because this is amazing because there's so much hope that you're giving everybody who's listening. And, uh, I mean, this is worldwide, you know, and hopefully everybody in the world is tuned in <laughs> to hear this story Aww. because, no, I'm, I'm real serious because the thing is that something you just said I think is of utmost importance, and that is whatever we put into the universe it's reciprocated. You know, we get it back, you know, and that and that's basically what what you just said. You know, when you started working for other people, things started changing for you. And and I, right. I, I want everybody to know that that's that's just how it works. Whatever you put out, that's what you're going to get back. And I'm so happy to have somebody who has gone through all the things that you've gone through because you got a hell of a story. And, 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 and the things that you're doing to share that story with others is just just it's just honorable. It's amazing. It's it, you know, I'm I'm glad to know you, Kenya. I am really oh, pleased to you. know you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm real serious. You know, and and, and it, I, we just don't have enough time on this show because we, we got about a couple of minutes. But and so I have to get you back. I have to get you back and we're going to be conversing later. But something that I have to know and the audience has to know is mm-hmm. what in the world is Red Angel or who is that and what does she do? <laughs> well, Red, I think Red Angel, you know, to me, I it, I am exactly, you take those two words and that's what it is. Um, a lot of people have called me an angel. They have called me a godsend. I, I love to help people. I'm always positive. You will never, ever, ever, ever publicly hear anything from me negative. You can go on my Facebook. You can go on my Twitter. You, I'm always preaching and, and promoting the positive. Okay. I, I, that's just how I, I live my life at mm-hmm. this point. Um, and Red is actually my maiden name, so okay. that's who I am. Um, okay. But um, I do wear many hats. Nah, I love no. To write <laughs> I like to write screenplays. Right. I, I do act. I, I do model. I produce fashion shows. Um, I am director of marketing for a wonderful, wonderful company, mm-hmm. um, Label and Label House. So, you know, I... I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a sister, I'm wow, a daughter, wow, uh, wow, wow, I, I'm all of those things, mm. and I'm just a person, but 
I think, you know, being a positive person and, and anyone else who is like that out there, I call them my angels, mm-hmm. male or female, mm-hmm. anyone that is spread, spreading positive light, positive affirmations, and they're full of that type of energy, those are the people that I, I try to bring together and, and I try to keep us all you know, connected in some way. So yeah, there's a, a lady, Marianne Williamson. I'm sure you've heard of her, and she said mm-hmm. something that they're saying it was probably was Nelson Mandela that said it originally. So between the two of them, I don't know who said it, but I'm going <laughs> to say it myself. And that was that I'm not a human being having a spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. And you are not a person. You are definitely. <laughs> A spiritual being and I I feel your presence right now and 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 I'm just so again happy to 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 to, to know you you know because I feel that oh. I know you I want you to give your husband my best regards tell him you know uh, stay in the struggle because there's always gonna be one you know right. and you mm-hmm. keep keep your head up keep doing what you do and if anybody wants to access your Facebook page what name would they put in red angel or can, can you put yes they can put in red angel okay R-E-D-D, angel, okay or if you google or look up Kenya Edwards um, I will I will pop up. Okay, great. So audience, y'all heard that? Red Angel, Kenya Edwards, it doesn't matter. Put that name in Google or something and check her out. Kenya, thank, thank you, you so, so much. And um, man, uh, we're going to talk. <laughs> we got to talk, okay? Absolutely. All thank right. you so much for having oh, me. Thank you. Okay. All right. Okay, bye-bye. bye-bye. Okay, y'all, that's about it. I want you guys to stay tuned to um, this station because we got... Faisal and Nora coming up, and they're going to be doing Talk the Talk, and you're going to enjoy that program. Uh, I just want to say, uh, y'all check Kenya out. Y'all check Red Angel out and, uh, and give her your support. And as I say always in closing, I'll holler.